0: Hi everybody, Salam Merdeka This is your girl, Ag from The Samba Pod. Inspired by the work questions concept, we asked our fellow Malaysians of different cultures and ethnicities to join us in a session where we asked several questions about their raw, honest truth, living in multicultural, beautiful, and some dramatic experiences as a Malaysian. These stories may be funny, inspirational, or even emotional, but they're nothing less than the truth. Welcome to Kisah Orang Kita by the Sambal Pod. Hope you enjoy.
1: Ali, Akau dan Mutu, tiga budak yang nakal, dan guru
0: besar. Semua orang tak suka Selalu bonteng sekolah Pergi pantai makan roja, Ibu bapak pun sakit kepala Budak yang kurang ajar 60 tahun kemudian Mereka
1: sudah jadi orang tua Sahabat karib just
0: you introduce to, to us who you are and just like describe to us briefly about your ethnicity?
1: Right, okay, so hi, I'm Kema Balakrishnan, alright, Um, I go by Kema, okay, okay. Uh, from, okay, a little bit about my name, right, uh, ever since I was young, I was always bullied because my name is like, it's spelled K-H-A-Y-M-A. All right. So people always, uh, they they go like, uh, how do I pronounce your name? Is it Hema? Is it Kema? And then I used to be kind of yeah i used to be kind of bullied it used to go like oh kema you know you know the the tent Ah, kema oh i never (laughs) told you that but oh
0: yeah if you're in school
1: okay uh, okay okay, but uh, and i've had like embarrassing moments especially uh during uh lectures in university where my name was like it was all over the place but i'm glad now i'm at a space where people can actually pronounce my name but because I'm a lecturer, okay, and okay. I teach, I always tell my students, call me K, like you can call me Miss K, Teacher K, just oh, don't really call cool. my name, because you definitely, yeah, you mess my name up, so just call me Teacher K or Miss K, I mean, I tell this to my students, la, so until now, uh, it has kind of like gotten on with my students, they're okay with calling me that.
0: Okay, okay. So, oh, so I, yeah, can, I can resonate name. with that that's so much me. because people can't pronounce my name all the time. So, wow, that's so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. So
1: that's and I've been living in Malaysia like for 32 years now. So, that okay. reveals my age as well. I'm 32 <laughs> years old. Okay. I'm 32 years young, okay. Okay. You're still young, no worries. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep, so that's about me lah. <laughs> Okay, so um, maybe tell us more about your ethnicity, other than the fact okay, that you're yeah, Indian. Exactly. Yeah. Right, uh, right, right. So I come
1: from a community, right? Uh, mm. We are known as uh, Salonis. Okay, okay, have you heard of the Salonis community? Yes, okay, I, so heard so heard of, yeah, yeah. I was young when I was a child. Uh, this used to like be uh, a very uh, important thing to me. I used to tell people that I'm not Indian, I'm Salonis. You know, oh, I see. But now, I am like, what's the difference? Everyone is the same. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> you Indian girl, you Slonese girl, you North Indian girl, you South Indian girl. Because I had a conversation. I am, um, I don't mind saying this on Ella. I'm dating okay. a North Indian a Gujarati to be specific. Okay. Right? So, um... When I tried explaining this concept to a good friend of mine, she's Chinese. She <laughs> went like, "Oh yeah, you're Indian, right? All of you are so Indian, right? What's so specific about it? And I'm like, it kind of struck me as like, yeah, actually we are all the same. Why are we separating ourselves? I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm I would consider myself, but I'd like to go by saying I'm Malaysian. Mm. Yeah. That's the best thing. I, think way to I go. prefer say that. Yes, I prefer saying that. I prefer saying I'm Malaysian you should be damn lucky because you should actually know four languages yep. you know you should know bm english you should know chinese and you should also know Tamil. so mm-hmm. you know you at least know kind of
0: the language. four at least even the, the basics
1: yeah, yeah you know and that's really good because i mean again speaking from a teacher point of view language really helps with cognitive development so mm-hmm. the more languages you know the better you are
0: I see. Okay. What yeah. <laughs> if What if you, what if you learn know. a language and then you don't use it? So like that's terrible, right? Um, no. <laughs> I have uh, a lot of languages I learned. I learned. I then I probably used it to pass a certain exam, and then when I was in school, and then now like I've forgotten about it.
1: <laughs> uh, in a way, it would have helped you at that point of time to remember more things,
0: and you know things like that. Mm, okay. Okay. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Cool. So, uh, okay, let's get into the thirty questions. You ready? Yep. Yep. I'm ready. Okay, so um, the first question would be, do you feel seen in Malaysia? Do I
1: feel seen in Malaysia? Okay, give me a second. Yeah, I have to answer. Okay. Uh, It depends on what levels we're talking at. I I do feel appreciated. I do feel seen by the students that I teach. Mm -hmm. I do feel appreciated by my friends and by the circle around me. But in a larger scale, you know, uh, in a bigger scale. Let's say um,
0: you put your ethnicity as the perspective. Do you feel seen? Okay. From my
1: ethnicity perspective, probably not yet. Okay. Uh, Probably not yet because, uh, you know, at the end of the day, for you to be heard, to be seen, you need to be doing something at a very huge scale, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, I don't think I am there yet. I would, I would like to use the word yet there lah, because I hope
0: one day I'll be able to okay. uh, do something to change that.
1: Mm,
0: okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And speaking about yet ethnicity, you said that um, you are Sloanese, right? Um, yes Okay. Um, please correct me if I'm wrong. Sloanese are like Sri Lankan people or am I wrong? Yes. Okay. Sloanese are Sri Lankan
1: Tamil. But today I would prefer saying I'm an Indian lah. At okay. the end of the day, we're all in yeah. This, yeah. But
0: basically, if let's say, um, if you were to identify yourself as Sri Shil- basically your ancestors came from Sri Lanka. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, my ancestors came from Sri Lanka. Correct. yeah see. you yep. see. If I were to think from that sense, I really don't know what I am because I because I just got to know uh, I just got to know that I have ancestors from India and one, my, and one my, one of my bra- my brother told me that I have like some great grandmother or something who's from Sri Lanka as well so I'm like wow so what am I I don't okay, know okay, my, my very parents very never really right? emphasized like what is my particular ethnicity growing up it was always I'm Indian so, so yeah, that, that, that yeah, got yeah. me that got me trouble with a lot of Indians too like I think a, a caste thing is like a very I don't know why is it a very big thing among Indians, but I think some Indians take it very seriously. So like some people tend to yeah. ask me questions like, "What is your caste and all?" And like my parents, they don't, they don't raise me up like that. They don't educate me that I'm like some certain caste and I'm supposed to, like look down on some people. Like they don't tell me stuff oh, like exactly. that. So then uh, when I say I don't know, they 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 are like super rude, you know. <laughs> So yeah, it, it surprises me that the fact that this
1: thing exists in Malaysia, you know, looking at caste, I'm like, hello, even in India, people are trying to do away with the whole caste thing. It's but a very traditional thing, right? It, it was yeah. a thing of the past, right? Yeah, okay, <laughs> uh, a fun fact. It's a fun fact about the caste system before it was exploited, yeah? Yeah. Um, I mean, this is, this is something I actually teach my students because I teach about religion, okay, see, in the Hindu system. In the Hindu religious system, okay, uh, when towards the end of the Mahabharata war, okay. Krishna actually explained to uh, Arjuna that, okay, the caste system, this is how it works. The, a person, you, okay, you, you take a person, a body, all right, the head part of the, of the whole thing is uh, Brahmins. That means everybody's head is considered to be part of the Brahmin system because that is where you learn and you, you know, you become a learned person okay and then okay. the body okay the upper part of the body is the kshatriyas the hands and the body is the kshatriya because that's what you use to uh, what do you call that to defend yourself to find it's food like for war everything. is it i think they're warriors for war yes the warriors and okay. all of that okay? okay and then your leg part of it is the vaishyas and then you have the sudras at the feet because okay. you walk And you know, uh, you need to travel because only through traveling, you can, the Vaishyas are businessmen and uh, those who keep the economy running. So this is the original caste system. Everybody in the system has a Brahmin, a Kshatriya, a Vaishya and a Sudra within them. You know. Hmm. However, much later, the Brahmins, also called the priests, you okay. know, in the temples, they exploited the system, and they said that Brahmins are the those the priests in the temples. The Kshatriyas are those in the army. The Vaishyas ah. are those who are doing business, and the Sudras are those who are the untouchables, like Kononia You know, the
0: slaves. So and they the basically use their ego and create the yes. created yes. you know shitty system, like no. <laughs> okay. yes. So the system that we
1: are we are now exploited to, or we are exposed to, is actually the exploited system by the Brahmins who did that for their own guilt Because then you know, oh, you're a Brahmin, you're very pure. Oh, you're untouchable, you know, so you don't come near me, kind of thing. But the original, original one where Krishna told to Arjuna during the war to help us get through the Kali Yuga, which we are living in now. Okay, I'm very super nerdy about stuff like that.
0: Okay, okay <laughs> so
1: the or that is the original caste system. So next time when someone you the cast, they are like okay my head is the brahmin my arms are the kshatriyas my body is the vaishya i mean my legs are the vaishya and my feet are the sudra so i have all four systems in
0: me so which one do you want <laughs> i think it's a very uh, <laughs> this is a very interesting um, um perspective for someone who is not indian and who's listening into this because they might not mm-hmm. resonate with you so much they might be like what is this about caste i think we learned about caste in our four sejarah or something in school but yes. I I only knew about caste when I learned it in sejarah, and then like when I I had friends asking me when I was in boarding school, they were like this one or two Indian girls, and these girls would like Pester me so much asking this. And when I told my my parents, they were really surprised. They were like, oh wow, people are still talking about this, and 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 they yeah. said that uh, and this and then they definitely explained why they don't why they don't why they never educated us on this kind of things. They don't they don't find it very necessary to talk about this, and then also no, um. People- yeah, I kind of understood that some people took this very seriously.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, because they'd be like, oh, you know, I'm from this caste and I'm better than you. I mean, nothing makes us better than... I mean, how different is it from being a racist
0: person, right? Yeah, it's yeah, it's just racist. It's it's pure discrimination,
1: but yeah. Yes, it's discrimination. So, you know, if, uh, oh, I won't talk to you because you're of a lower caste, then how different are you from a racist person? And you really shouldn't be talking about racism, you know,
0: yeah, uh, when, so when
1: you know you, you look at it, I mean, we are so divided within our own ethnicity, you know, firstly, we are divided in the sense that oh, you're Slaanese, you're Malayali, you're Tulungu, you're Gujarati, you are, you know, are Sikh, you're Punjabi, and all of that, you're There's like so many ethnicities there. within the
0: Indian exactly. community itself, <laughs> and then
1: on top of that, when you discriminate using the caste system, I'm like, seriously, like, hello. We Hmm. really need to get through that, like get past that. That's very important.
0: That's actually very curious. I'm very curious about this. I know the Chinese have very a lot of ethnicities as well, you know, Hakka, Hokkien, and all, but I don't think they use it to divide themselves as much as Indian does. I'm not sure, maybe because. Yeah, yeah, they use it. They use it to make themselves more united. I don't think like they. I don't think they divide themselves that way. But, but I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, maybe, maybe, maybe we are more emotionally attached to this because it's a race. I'm not sure. So, yeah. True, true, true. Yeah. yeah. God, but, I'm
1: sure people who are listening to me right now they'd be like, my God, look at her, how she's talking. <laughs> but, but isn't that the truth? I mean, that is the truth, right? At yeah. the end of the day truth makes people very uncomfortable they get very angry they want to so change true. they don't want to listen to that but then but then what makes you super uncomfortable is actually the truth
0: yeah I think that's like, that's something uh, a lot of Malaysians need to uh, realize as well, you know, especially like, you know, we are we are talking about a lot of things nowadays, right, about politics, about this and that. Some people, they just can't accept truth. They are like, you know, when they see something uncomfortable, they just, yeah, they tend to be angry or they tend to, you know, they, they tend to shield into anger or fear. That's what I usually see. But yeah, I think truth is usually sometimes, maybe sometimes truth is very bitter, but yeah, it's a bitter pill yeah, to yeah. swallow, like, you don't really have a choice. <laughs> yes exactly okay so moving on to the next question since the first question was kind of a bit deep uh, and mm-hmm. we also talked about some fun facts about um, the indian ethnicity so i think i covered that question as well so mm-hmm. yeah uh, th- let's talk about this is a fun question nasi lemak okay. or satyayam dances may, may be obvious but i want to know your answer it's
1: definitely Sate Ayam, but by a very small margin. Oh
0: <laughs> like my god. Yeah. Are you sure? This you are like the first yeah. person who answered this, I think. <laughs>
1: I I had to think very long for this answer. So I at first I was like, okay, should it be Nasilama? Is it Nasilama? Then I asked myself, like, really when, when I when I told myself nasi lemak, I kind of like felt very like unhappy with my answer. <laughs> so then I was like, okay, that means it's satay ayam because I love, uh, grilled meat, charred meat. And I love, uh, yeah, I, I love, love the sauce, mm. you know, I love the sauce. So it's definitely going to be satay ayam, you know, it's like a comfort food. And I probably would not, uh, I mean, if you ask me what I can eat more on a daily basis, it's definitely going to be Satya Ayam lah. It's not going to be nasilama
0: <laughs> I mean, mm. like, I'm just surprised because, like, <laughs> I was actually waiting for someone to answer Satya Ayam because I'm not sure about the other episodes which I was not the host, but, like, for whatever okay. episodes that I have hosted, it's always okay. Nasi lemak. I mean, I made sure mm. this was, like, the compulsory question I asked in every episode so that I get to know the answer. And it was always nasi lemak i mean even for me it's nasi lemak but still yeah like what you said i love i love charred meat so like i love chicken satay as well but i don't know it's still nasi lemak so you know this is really surprising but i love the fact that <laughs> that you are honest yourself i think some people would have said nasi lemak because that that would be yeah. the more popular option so the i respect that option. fact that you're more that you're oh. honest you know yeah <laughs>
1: Okay, oh, uh since we're actually talking about nasilama, I also have to say something here. I mean, okay. like I, I know that there are so many variations towards nasilama. Now I think I've seen nasilama ice cream, nasilama cake, nasilama, I don't know. There's everything made out of nasilama, you know, nasilama chocolate. And I'm yeah. like Okay, so I have to say this. I like my nasi lemak old school, wrapped in a you know, ah, daun pisang or whatever, (laughs) and just just the rice, the sambal, the egg, maybe the chicken rendang or whatever by the side. And okay, do not spoil the nasi lemak. (laughs) Yeah, I just cannot take it. You know, like I can accept that with durian but not nasi Hmm. lemak. Like really, you know, I cannot eat. I don't know I came across like messy lama chocolate Or
0: something Have you tried nasi Lema Lema burger too. I think it was from The burger lab Few years ago nasi Lema I burger, was I like
1: So conflicted about it I decided that I want to have A good old school burger <laughs> I think I'm very Not adventurous With my food In that sense mm-hmm. I don't like to Try like uh, weird combinations okay. So I would prefer Like I love Burger Lab But you know I love their, their Old school burgers lah,
0: mm. you know? I mean who doesn't love Burger Lab Burger Lab If you're listening Into this I wouldn't mind If you sponsor A bit of our episode You know <laughs> I mean like if you, Who wouldn't like A good burger I mean like Obviously I love yeah. Burger Lab Yeah I and know
1: recently came up, I mean I'm not sponsoring Burger Lab Not affiliated <laughs> with Burger Lab But recently <laughs> they came up I think recently A lot of places Besides Burger Lab Are coming out with more vegan And vegetarian options and i'm like you need to go yeah i think burger lab has a tofu burger or something that uh you know it gives people options
0: like you know why not share the experience now i'll just make that no, I, the think, uh, okay.
1: I think that was uh, one of the question uh have you faced racism so yes i face yeah. racism Okay. okay. So I've definitely faced my own fascia of racism. So okay. um, so I was in this gathering once, and the only food available at that time was uh, rice and I think a uh, beef rendang or beef curry. Mm. So I decided not to eat. Like, I mean, I didn't want to make a fuss out of it. So I decided, like, okay, let's not eat. Maybe I'll just have fruits and have something later. Mm. But uh, this happened in my university years. Yeah. Uh, one person decided to stay there. Ala kema try lah, sedap tau. I was like Super taken aback Because you know If I were to turn back And say something else To that person It would have been so sensitive It would have been so sensitive But I have to take it as a Ha 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 It's a joke Kind of thing you know so that was one experience I've had, and um another experience I've had is you know uh, back then lah, there was no such thing as not no such thing I didn't have the money to go and reborn my hair my hair is like super curly see, and super okay. unruly like all over the place yeah okay. and I was so cold you know ala
0: paka la tudong kemasike. You know, and I'm like I've re- okay, i had both it. of those situations. Okay. Not the hair, not really uh, because of it's curly, but like the two don't think I can relate. And yes, the dugging yeah. situation, yes, I've been there too.
1: Yeah oh ah, and and okay and then finally again this also happened in my university okay um i was talking to this uh he was a senior of mine lah. okay uh i'm not going to mention his ethnicity he was a senior okay. of mine but then he told me oh uh, actually right i think i i don't like being friends with indians because right indians always look very dirty because of their dark skin and i'm I've like have gotten that
0: so a lot you know i gotten that like so much it's to the point it's so annoying i'm like why do you think yeah. like that exactly and and
1: those stories are just the tip of the iceberg that i can think of right now and and you know the worst is like like really i might be cleaner than you you know for god's sake
0: (laughs) i I might be cleaner than you know my hygiene level just by you know looking at the skin
1: color but that's the mentality people have yes exactly and and i was so frustrated and and back then i was not as vocal as i am now mm, you know so back understand. then i used to be like uh okay but today if i were to see racism of any any you know like especially towards my students or towards my colleagues or anyone i think i would call it out and i'd go like you know that is that's really a wrong thing to say and that also, you should, you should read that. That. But yeah yeah i think now today i'm at a place where i can do that lah but in the past, I used to be very timid as well and I used to be very quiet so people would just get away with it, you know?
0: Yeah, so like it's like those kind of experience for what I had to face in boarding school. So I was like around 13, 14 years old. At that point of time, right, I was like... Um, I kind of believe that racism was not a thing. I just thought that we live like, you know, bersatu padu, like how you see in those textbooks, right? Three <laughs> different caves of yes. different cow, having fun, hanging out and chilling. I
1: <laughs> so, just think we are talking about this beef thing, right? Actually, yeah. um, I, w- I wanted to say this as You know, let's talk about cows, you know, because, okay, since we are Indians and uh, generally in Malaysia, I would safely say at least 50% of Indians would be Hindus. or Jains, or uh, Sikhs, okay? Or some of them are even Buddhists, okay? So let's talk about cows. So why do Hindus consider cows sacred? Because people go like, why do you pray to a cow? Okay, so (laughs) actually, the whole idea came from India. In India, cows were vital for farming and agriculture, which is the largest economic sector in India. Mm -hmm. You know, so cows there were treated with love and respect, and, and also cows, they give milk, so, you know, in a large family where they cannot afford milk, so cows give milk to the, uh, for the children as well, for the young kids, you know. Mm-hmm. So, because of that, cows are respected as mothers. Mm-hmm. And of course, in the Hindu iconography as well, you know, you have the whole idea of, you um, cows and uh, bulls uh you know a part of the hindu uh symbol symbolisms and iconography okay. but because of that of course you don't want to you know i'll uh, go and eat a cow you know we, mm. we pray we we call the cow the the cow of knowledge you know we mm-hmm. have uh we have the kama in in hinduism which is the cow of uh the the cow that gives that whatever your heart's desire the cow would give so we, this is one of the Hindu iconography, kamadenu Then you also have like Lord Shiva riding on the bull. So the bull is supposed to be the... The guardian of uh, heaven i think
0: know, that's so. where the concept came from people thinking cows are
1: gods i think yes exactly cows are not gods but cows are very helpful animals they're very loving so which is why hindus don't actually eat cows mm. or eat beef sorry not cow like eat beef yeah you eat know beef. Okay. But, uh, a lot of people a lot of time people don't get this. people don't understand this and and you know they mockers it's the same like you know uh, muslims they don't eat pork because it is uh, forbidden in the mm. holy books you know yeah. that uh, because yeah. porks are you know at the end of the day they are known as dead animals so mm. at the end of the day it's basic respect lah, if you ask yeah. me. It's, it's basic,
0: basic respect, respect. <laughs> yes it's basic how much do you want to know i think behind all this all these practices there are, there are a lot of pretty reasonable and logical answers the reason is just That's that we don't, we don't take the effort to find out so then we it's yes, just so more well people told. and yeah true true, yeah, true. Yeah, so true, true. <laughs> i i love your explanation just now thank you i think like you know for all the non-indians listening in this would really be an eye-opener especially since you explained a lot about hinduism just now i think they'll probably be like ah this is what it is you know so yeah that, that is really interesting thank you so much for that okay um no Uh, Moving on to the next question. Um, I think we have spoken a lot about um, race and ethnicity and experience. Let's speak a bit more about Malaysia. Let's move on a bit to the Malaysian context. So talking about Malaysia, right? um, Now we are are nearing Merdeka, 64 years of independence. So Mm. what does Merdeka mean to you?
1: Okay, uh, Merdeka basically means freedom in the truest sense of word. Okay. Okay? But Merdeka should also mean, um, you know, not just being physically free from being colonized by any other world power, but being free in terms of our minds, our thoughts, and importantly, our policies. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Merdeka would mean being absolutely free from everything, from racism, from discrimination, you know, you might be free from the British, you know, but you are still being discriminated. Many people are being discriminated. I, you would be, I mean, uh, I would go on as far to say that not just uh, you know the minorities are being uh, discriminated even the majority are being discriminated I think we know who I'm talking about Mm -hmm. you know the majority are actually being more discriminated as compared to the minority by those in power Mm -hmm. so at the end of the day if you want to really talk about Merdeka and about freedom then I think uh, this discrimination has to go you know uh, and and otherwise, we will never truly be free. I'm happy. I'm of course I'm happy. Uh, you know that you know we have gone through Merdeka and and, mm-hmm. and you know uh, Merdeka is not just about thirty uh, first of August, watching the parade, getting up, you know, and and then singing public holiday. Together, public holiday. Yes, Merdeka <laughs> is not just that. Merdeka mm-hmm. is being free from having to go through discrimination from having to go through uh, racism, Mm -hmm. from having to go through intimidation, I think today it's very important I use that word as well, Mm -hmm. you know, from uh, Mm -hmm. going through intimidation, we should feel safe and happy to be in Malaysia, which I think if today we ask a lot of young people, uh, I don't know, I'm I'm afraid to, you know, know the answer, you know. So that is what Merdeka means to me. At the end of the day, being free from all of those things that I just mentioned
0: okay cool 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 okay. um, and yeah I think from what you said um just now um for what does Merdeka uh, mean to you right I think that that just I think I think it's a very good opportunity for all of us to reflect whether we have really are we really truly you yes, know Merdeka or not yes. in this situation you know and whatever we're going through now is this really the true essence of Merdeka so yeah I think I think it's yeah. a very good thing for I
1: think uh, it's a very ironic uh, it's a very ironic month this Mm. month you know uh, it's supposed to be the month where we celebrate freedom but I think uh, we have never been more uh, cooped up Mm. or we have never been more I don't know what is that uh, antonym for free you know we've never been more uh, held uh, or you know I wouldn't say how how do I say we've never been more cooped up I guess you know not being able to actually celebrate the freedom I think this month, this year, it's it's been it's been hell of a ride, and I don't think we can actually talk about Merdeka until we can actually fix the situation.
0: True, true. I totally yeah, agree. Yeah. Okay, hmm. so moving on to next question. Tell us one good experience in Malaysia. I think we've been talking about a lot of problems <laughs> and bad things. It, so it. let's talk about a bit it. about the
1: positive. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my multiracial friends. All right. I have a lot of multiracial friends and uh, I, I, I really am so happy with them. They make me so happy. I learn so much from them. I have such good times with them and I learn, um, I'm a person, I'm a geek when it comes to culture. I love learning about culture, you know, mm-hmm. so I have a lot of like uh, friends who have taught me, you know, I, when I was a child, I never really had friends. I was a very introverted person as a kid. Mm. You know, so it's only when I went to university, I started exploring and i it's only after meeting all my Malay friends, I started like really enjoying Malay food, you I know. Um, oh, Malay food is the best. You know, yes, you know, exploring food, you know, um, mm. and exploring their culture and exploring uh, rumah terbuka with them, mm. you know, during Raya and all of this. I think uh, these are the experiences that I truly cherish, like, that I truly uh Enjoy, you know, being a Malaysian. I don't think if I was if I was in any other country, like, I don't think I would have this kind of friends, people from multiracial uh, backgrounds who are loving, caring. At the end of the day, right, fundamentally, right, when we go down to the ground, Malaysians are amazing people. They're mm-hmm. very kind. They're very loving, and and it's there. It's there. You know, it's really there. But unfortunately, uh, social media has made us into keyboard warriors. Has made us into very very nasty people. <laughs> and you know it, it a whole everyone land just land.
0: seems of everyone just seems like people of hate now so yeah, yeah. Everyone, <laughs> but you can not
1: blame them you cannot blame even I get angry like everything makes you angry you know like you expect so much it's just it's a matter of expectation you expect so much you're let down so hard so at the end of the day I think uh, all that plays a role in making Malaysians really really angry people right now but mm. if we rectify this situation, if we go down to the ground, trust me, honestly, Malaysians are the kindest people. You can find all that machi-machi. You go to any machi on the road, <laughs> uh, you buy okuai, and then the machi will be like, tapala, machi bagi lebih, you know? Yeah, that's You know, you go to the kampongs and, and you know, they would do anything for you to help you, to make you feel a bit more comfortable. Malaysians are very hospitable people, and that is some of the best experiences I've had in Malaysia.
0: I think so, that so. is a fact we all tend to take it for granted because we are already in Malaysia. Yeah. So we tend to like you know yeah. forget about that fact, how unique that is if that's see, I mean, seen from a different perspective. Like
1: Kuala Lumpur and then suddenly you go down to places like uh, Terengganu ke Pahang ke Perak you know, you'll be like... <gasps> Wah, wow, baiknya orang kat sini. You know, yes, so, like, true, so, so
0: true, so true. I totally agree with that because, um, wow, you know, I love studying in know yeah. because of that. Yeah, people that are just, it's a different level of kindness lah, you know, I don't find yeah. people like that. here. Yeah. Yes. And then when you come back to KL, right, people are honking and you laugh like, <laughs> and you're like hey, what just happened? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can totally resonate with that. Okay, moving on to the next question. Um, What Malaysian culture do you miss in this pandemic? Okay,
1: hanging out You're on talking about Roma? rumah
0: terbuka just now?
1: <laughs> yes, yes uh, So hanging out at the mama definitely Okay mm,
0: mama. okay I'm
1: Because uh, I'm okay. I, I go Pasal I go just to buy food <laughs> And uh, I really miss the rumah terbuka lah You know, I I think I've missed what, two Twice, Raya already And oh my god, Raya rumah terbuka is like the best sport Like you get all kinds of food there you know and so i miss that i miss uh rumah terbuka i miss open houses and I, m- I miss this la. these are the three things i think i really miss hanging out at the mama pasa malams and rumah terbuka la.
0: okay cool um okay what do you think is a malicious struggle at this current point of time
1: if struggle hmm. okay i really need to look for that question uh all right i have it our biggest struggle is not all of us have the same vision for this country. Everyone is seeming to have a different vision.
0: Mm-hmm. Everyone,
1: some people want to progress. Okay. Some people want to regress. And you can see this very clearly on social media. Some people want to progress. Some people want to regress. Yeah. Hence, you will not have the same vision for Malaysia. A lot of people want uh, change in terms of uh, lesser discrimination, lesser systemic racism, and lesser, uh, you know, uh, Power struggles and all that. Some people want to maintain the status quo. So you have two very strong, uh, neg- uh, two very strong, uh, how do I say this? Huh? Uh, two very strong opinions here. So, how are we going to move forward together if some people want to remain in the status quo and not change anything about it, while some people want everything to be changed? They want to disrupt, they want to change the narrative. They want a better or a more equal uh, opportunities being given to them, which, which is not wrong, you know. So how are we going to meet in the middle or how are we going to move forward? So I think this is the biggest struggle in Malaysia, you know. Mm. Uh, to give you a clearer example, I think I'll look at how we are handling the pandemic, right. Um, uh, Malaysians, trust me, uh, if you go on Twitter, you go on uh, Instagram, you go on any social media applications, normal Malaysians would give you amazing solutions on how to handle the pandemic, which is not very difficult to, you know, implement, you know. It's yeah. really, really reasonable, you know. But then <laughs> you have another group of people, yeah, very straightforward. You have another group of people who are like making things so bloody complicated, it's like worse than Roja, you know. Yeah. And yeah. Then, There's there's no same vision. So you can clearly see one group of people here want to maintain the numbers. All right. And Mm. and I don't think I'm wrong in saying that, you know, because it's helping them. (laughs) One group of people want the numbers to go down because they want to go back to their normal lives. So same vision. You don't have the same vision, right? Same thing. Same thing. This is the struggle of Malaysia right now we have two very different opinions one group of people want to remain in the status quo because that is their comfort zone they don't want to get out of the comfort zone while one group of people want to change and disrupt no same vision here so it's going to be very difficult so that is the biggest struggle okay
0: so um, have you felt embarrassed being a malaysian
1: uh, okay, I also have the answer for that. Uh, 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 but I need to like figure out where is my answer. Okay. No worries, take yeah. Have I ever felt embarrassed being a Malaysian? Yeah. To be very honest, never. I have never been embarrassed being a Malaysian. It's a very beautiful country. I love this country. I love the idea of democracy in this country, although right now it's out the window. But I have never been embarrassed. Why would I be embarrassed? I might not be happy with some people, but people do not make the country. The country is, on its own, <coughs> excuse me, a bloody beautiful country. It has so much of potential, so much of opportunities. If Malaysia, if you look at Malaysia in terms of, uh, uh, you know, uh, a person's lifespan, right? Like from childhood, toddlerhood, and then child, and then teenager, and then adult, and all of that. Right? Malaysia okay. is still in the in the childhood you know. It's just that too many people are screwing Malaysia up. Malaysia has so much to offer. There's so many opportunities. So Mm -hmm. many. But then we're not tapping into that because we still want to, again, as I said, remain in that comfort zone. We Mm -hmm. don't want to get out of that comfort zone. So, am I embarrassed being a Malaysian? Never. I will never be embarrassed being a Malaysian. I love the country.
0: Mm -hmm. This is something very heartwarming to hear. I'll probably make this into a snippet of, you know, to promote this episode or something. I just... (laughs) <laughs> i like i like your statement a little too much okay so you said you were not embarrassed being a malaysian and that is something you know honestly that's just something very nice to hear because um yeah. i totally i totally understand why a lot of people especially friends my age really want to go out of malaysia at this point of time because it can be a little bit you know it can be a little bit headache and a little bit you know i'm not i'm not i'm not blaming anyone like let's say anyone thinks of going think out
1: Uh, with my partner many times like the grass right always seems greener on the other side the grass always seems greener on the other side but how sure are you when you leave Malaysia and you go when you're in Malaysia you're a citizen of this country you know Mm. Uh, just take a look at how Malaysians you know some Malaysians I wouldn't say all I don't like generalizing so some Mm. Malaysians would treat uh, expats or foreigners who come Mm. to you know uh, to come here you see how they treat them so when you go there when you go to a different country no matter how amazing that country can be, how sure are you, you will not face racism as well, you know, you will not, uh, you will not be given equal opportunities, it's even worse, in Malaysia, do you know, uh, basic research would tell you, or if you're a person who enjoy watching like, uh, you know, shows like The Good Doctor, or uh, what else on there, so many, uh, Grey, you know, Grey Okay. and Dr. House, and all of these shows, if you enjoy watching, you would understand one thing, yeah, You go to any other country, healthcare is so expensive. But when you come to Malaysia, you go to a government hospital. Okay. healthcare
0: is affordable. (laughs) Very
1: affordable. Healthcare is so little. Yes, okay, maybe when you go to private, you need insurance, Mm -hmm. you want, you know. But even in private, the care is really good. And if it's an outpatient care, uh, if you can afford it, it's actually not too bad. As compared to when you go to any other places, any other country the most basic of basic procedure you know would cost you so much of money and and in other countries you don't have things like clinics here we have clinics you know we are so lucky we have clinics like in the middle of the night if i'm uh, vomiting if i'm having diarrhea or if i'm you know uh, having a bad fever i would probably be able to go to a 24-hour clinic but Mm. not in other countries yeah in other countries they don't have that you need to keep medicines at home and, and you need to like self-diagnose and you need to read up on the internet. So it's very different. So that is the basic healthcare, you know? And, mm-hmm. and in Malaysia, right? Um, yeah, I think that is something that we need to make people understand, you know? Uh, the grass may seem greener at the other side, but we don't know the struggles that another country is going through, okay. you know? Uh, we don't know. When you are in Rome, you do as the Rome say, as the Romans say. See, yeah. So... To go to another country you will have to adapt to their rules which might not be as for example you go to Singapore you throw a tissue on the floor you have to pay a fine you don't go do that in Malaysia <laughs> yeah. you know even if it accidentally can yeah. so, so you know we might think that oh you know this country is so awesome blah 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 blah, blah but no at the end of the day you will miss Malaysia you know? so yeah that's what I think lah I mean, because I also have a lot of students who go like, "Oh, teacher, you know, I want to leave this country, blah blah blah. Malaysia Mm -hmm. not fun already." Like, uh, hello, it's not always about fun. You know?
0: Okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. Um. -hmm. So. Okay I've heard you um talk about Malaysia's struggles and you've also stated how proud you are of this country and you know um you I think you've genuinely shown your love that you have for this country right so I'm really curious to know what would be your your feelings about Malaysia at this very moment like, maybe just give us three words to describe your feelings your exact feelings of Malaysia at this very moment of time
1: Okay uh very humbling I would say uh, very very humbling uh hmm. Uh, enjoyable and okay. also uh, confusing. So, these are my three words. Confusing so is my... a very good word. <laughs> yes, it's very confusing, you know, because uh, I mean, of course, confusing SOPs aside, mm, okay.
0: Okay,
1: uh, I would say I'm confused because uh, I would like to quote this, okay, Some, uh, many times, right, I am uh, I read lah, not I'm told on my face, I read lah, oh, you know, pendatang lah, balik China lah, balik India la, you know, those kind of things lah. Mm. I read all that, tapi when, when someone who is not of a certain ethnicity or certain race, uh, wins, uh, you know, a global competition, you know, I think we recently had uh, Tokyo 2020, yeah. uh, suddenly, we are anak Malaysia pula. <laughs> or suddenly we like to him, So I'm like Eh I confused lah Tadi you I balik India Balik China lah. Sekarang i Malaysia mm. You know So yeah, that, yeah. that The yeah, double standard yeah. Yes I know being very sarcastic I know this might hurt uh, Some people Some people might feel Very no, uncomfortable No some people need, need To hear the truth right? So yeah You are yeah. doing a great job so, I would as, as I said in the beginning Earlier The truth Will make you uncomfortable This is mm. the truth You know So uh, I'm also confused Because you know uh, Sometimes I'm regarded a Malaysian Sometimes I'm regarded as a pendatang So uh, uh, I am a Malaysian But then I'm not given equal opportunities So Mm. I'm confused Mm. Where do I belong? (laughs) Where you stand right? Yes where you stand And uh, of course being a Malaysian Is very humbling as well You uh, you, you read a lot of uh, news today Especially experiences and all that It makes you uh, very grateful and, you know, uh, you're very humbled to be a Malaysian. I'm, I'm very humbled to be a Malaysian. And of course, living in Malaysia, as I said earlier uh, with a few of my answers, I love Malaysia. So, I enjoy being a Malaysian. I enjoy the benefits of being a Malaysian, you know. It's just It just, it does get confusing at times
0: lah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So um let's get in into a bit about um contributions and causes. Okay, so what is your contribution to Malaysia at this current moment of time? Or maybe something you've done even before or anything like that?
1: Okay, my contribution to Malaysia, um, as I said earlier, I am a lecturer, I'm a teacher.
0: Okay. okay.
1: So I take every opportunity and I get, and I'm very blessed because I get to teach uh, some very interesting subjects like uh, moral ethics, moral issues. People might think that, no, 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 no. University level, moral is very different. yeah. We talk about moral issues, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and we talk about uh, the different theories of how we act. We can actually look at certain issues. We, you know, compare them with uh, different thought processes. So being able to teach all of this, I... Would take every opportunity that I get to mm-hmm. teach my students about patriotism and to teach my students about being an informed citizen and teaching my students about being a good Malaysian and being uh, uh you know, uh, being true to this country, mm-hmm. patriotism, you know, uh, being informed citizens. At the end of the day, uh, I, I, I used to ask my students this question. At one point, I used to even ask a teacher, Penganjian Malaysia. So I used to ask my students, like, um, you know, um. Questions about uh, elections, questions about representatives, question about uh, the parties, question about how the country is being handled or how the country is being uh, dealt with. Who are the MPs? Mm-hmm. How many MPs do we have? You'd be surprised; they don't know the answer to
0: any of these questions. Why <laughs> you're not happy with Malaysia? You want to leave Malaysia? I think a lot of youths are not very politically aware in Malaysia. Yeah. I think nowadays we can see a surge of it. A lot of youths, um, people my age and all, are more aware and keen on politics. Really but yeah, yeah and I, a lot I of understand. times I get with uh, people who want to stand on the fence
1: like oh, I don't know la, I'm not sure la, I don't want la, I don't want to register they la, don't want to I pick just... a side, right yes I don't want to pick a lah. both sides are so very bad la. you know I mean at the end of the day you pick the lesser of two evils la. who said both sides are going to be good life is never fair <laughs> right <laughs> but at the end of the day I think that is my biggest contribution I teach I instill patriotism I talk about uh, Malaysia as a country and and uh I would always say that, you know, teaching is the foremost career, the most noble career, and, and I get the opportunity to mold and change the minds of young people, and I'm very lucky I'm able to do that. So that would be my biggest contributing uh, contributing factor to Malaysia because uh, one day I might grow old, you know, mm-hmm. and I might be very frail and I might not be able to do anything, but these people that I have taught, these people that I have, you know... Um, uh, I have uh, told something to something might actually trigger them to do something for the country, and I think at the end of the day, I would like to say that that would be my biggest contribution to Malaysia. la.
0: Okay, cool, cool, yeah. cool. Oh wow! I just realized we have already wow. It's it's almost one hour. I, I really I think the time really flew so fast because. <laughs> Because uh, we we haven't finished thirty questions yet, but it's totally cool. No worries. Because um, I think it's because um, we had a lot of like we we spoke a lot we spoke uh, we had very long conversations after certain questions. So that's why uh, we kind of covered a lot of things as well. So you don't have to worry about that. I will try to cover a, a little a little more. You know, I'll try to cover a bit. You know, of some questions with you. But before that, I think uh, let's just do this truth or dare session. So yeah, I want to ask you oh, truth you. or dare.
1: Uh, I always choose truth.
0: No <laughs> one has chosen there <laughs> yet. So I really want to
1: know whenever why. I play, whenever I play truth or dare with anybody, I would always choose the truth. Why? You think there would be more dangerous?
0: I think uh dares are not my thing, lah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, cool. So um yeah, so you choose truth. Um it's not really that complicated of a question. Okay. Actually, I have different thoughts whenever I see this question because um, once I wanted to ask some questions to my friends and I realised that that would be a little too hard for her. But I think since mm-hmm. you said you taught pengajian um, you're teaching moral and also I think you're well educated on the history of Malaysia, right? So, oh my god, okay. <laughs> so I think it would be nice to ask some interesting I, questions. I use um, a book when I teach. So um, I'm going to ask about the national currency of Malaysia. So um the national currency of Malaysia is called Ringgit Malaysia, right? So, what <clears throat> so what's, what? does that actually mean?
1: What does Ringgit Malaysia mean? Can I Google this?
0: <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, you can't Google it because if you Google it, then it's a bit unfair. But if you Google it, you'll definitely have to answer. But actually, apparently, Ringgit has this certain meaning in Malay. And, uh-huh. yeah. So... Uh- uh, I have no idea what does ringgit Maluku mean. You you wanna you just wanna guess it might be anything to do with money.
1: Uh, I don't know. No, okay. I don't think I wanna like it guess. It'd be a very you know a funny guess. So no.
0: Okay, actually, yeah, I I just found out about this when I was doing the doing my research too. Ringgit apparently uh-huh. means um jacked in malay so jack is a term that refers to all these um serrated edges of the spanish silver dollars that we use in the 16th and 17th centuries so um actually the spanish silver dollars right some of them were in coin form so i'm not sure whether they were referring to the paper form or the coin form but apparently it referred to the serrated edges but since this is serrated edges I'm, i'm thinking it's i'm assuming it's paper lah Paper. yeah mm. and some of our ringgit okay. Malaysia yeah it's in paper right so yeah yeah it, so basically it just means um you know ringgit Malaysia just means the the edges of Malaysia that's so, so weird. <laughs> the edges of Malaysia okay <laughs> that's so, so weird oh my god that's yeah. so, so weird I, I just realized that I'm like wow Okay, that's a weird thing, but okay. I mean, the serrated edges, lah. But still, we're talking about edges. That's it. I mean, like, since we're talking about money, I assume that it would, it had some you know some bombastic meaning. But okay cool cool i mean they they can't suddenly change the currency name now right i mean that'll be more confusing yeah exactly Exactly. (laughs) everyone already knows it that's ringgit (laughs) Yeah, we already have enough confusing things happening so (laughs) we really don't need that lah yeah yeah. so okay um let's i'll try to cover three more questions and then we can just end this okay the next question is a very okay this is a very common this is a very fun question lah who's your favorite malaysian Mm. celebrity
1: oh my god yes Mm. i have one Machi <laughs> Rosmo. Is Machi Rosemar a celebrity? Can we accept her as a celebrity? Um, she's. A, I mean, oh. I mean, he is a comedian. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And and trust me, Malaysian comedians are all time the best. I mean, okay, hmm. let's talk about Douglas Lim. We have Jeannie Boy. We have uh, Doctor Jason Lim. Douglas
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we have we have very good comedians. So yeah. Actually, what you oh, say is true. Yeah. So I, at this point of time, would like to nominate
1: all Malaysian comedians to be the next wave of Malaysian celebrity because they make so much of
0: sense, <laughs> especially when <laughs> they make so much of content on the struggles we are going through. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, so true, true. I I
1: used to watch Masih Rosma when I was like, uh, every time I get like frustrated or moody mm. or whatever, you know, she makes she makes so much of sense, especially when she's holding her knife and you know going all crazy she she channels the inner
0: me la. so I understand I, I want to hold a knife and stab the table too <laughs> I used to get so scared when she holds the knife and I'm like okay it's very confusing she or he I mean like because the character in real life is a male but oh my god it's confusing in that sense but still <laughs> But still, yeah, I mean, like whenever, yeah. whenever, whenever Machi holds the knife, right, I'm like, oh my god, my Machi, be careful. Honestly, please be careful. So I'm not sure whether the knife is like a real knife which maybe a fake one, which just looks really real, right? But then, you know, it's really scary. <laughs> I'd be mean, like, Machi, don't hurt I yourself.
1: I, I love the persona, la. I mean, with that curly hair. So it's, a the, yep,
0: totally yeah, it's, a, it's a very creative persona, yeah. I totally agree.
1: And the name is just so Boom, like mm. so there, you know. I think I think when this character was created at that point of time, la you know, this whole name was like a
0: big deal. So it's yep. stuck until now and, and I love it. I love her. Like I yeah. really love her. I, I I didn't enjoy the fact that um um I think it was not active like uh for a few months, so I think for a while, and then now like mm. now I think now now it's back. I think she's doing what it's product back, yeah. deals and collabs and stuff, and I'm like, okay, cool, yes. it's back. Yeah, yeah, it's something yeah. I really enjoy as well. I mean, like, and even in real life, right, I mean, like, um, Arvin Kumar, in case anyone who doesn't know who plays Machi Rosma, right, in case if you're mm-hmm. living in the rock anyway, I don't know. So, um, Arvin Kumar is, um, I don't know how to describe him, he's a Malaysian content creator, Malaysian celebrity. Yeah. Usually, you can see him in Genie Boy videos. <laughs> and yeah, Malaysia, and I, uh, I just want to say that I I really admire him as well because he does a lot of charity work and, yeah. You know, it just inspires us to just give back what we can to the community. Yeah,
1: super kind person. At the end of the day, I think that that really matters, lah. You know, yep. the the person behind that persona is a really kind, loving, you know, very heartwarming person. Who who I believe was misunderstood when he was uh, much younger. I think he 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 spoke about that before. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I think all of
0: it, all of us can resonate with that, lah. So he's amazing. He's really amazing. Yeah. Okay cool. Um, mm. Your next question should be, uh, what mm. are your opinions on Undi Lapanlas? Are youths eligible to create transformation in Malaysia? I think this uh, is a course a lot of people my each are very passionate about, but I think some of us don't agree. So what are your thoughts?
1: So youths can do so many things. Lah. okay they can start a business, they can drive and mm. you know in some states in Malaysia, they can even get married below the age of 18. but yep. they can't vote. How does that even make sense? What kind of logic is that i am all for Undi 18 and this country actually belongs to the younger generation take all your old textbooks your old uh, classes you know you go to school and like oh uh, uh, Apa adalah transformasi negara. you know the youth yeah, are yeah. the next generation so at the age of 18 if they can drive and if they can get married then they are able to think for themselves and vote you know yeah. so uh, they are the only ones, youths are the only ones who can create transformation. I mean, okay, let me give you an example. Yeah? Why do I say this is because uh sometime back, not sometime, a long, long time back, uh, people were saying that oh, parliaments cannot be done in uh you know through a conference call, you know, so we are going to postpone the parliament sitting. But students and youths in colleges can go through online classes. So what we are saying here is basically old people saying that we cannot adapt to technology, but young people are expected to adapt to technology. So yeah. they are the ones who can actually create a transformation, but too often they are stopped by the power hungry and greedy politicians who are too old. I cannot stress how old, but too old to be in the game anymore. You know I mean, and, like, and no offense maybe
0: they did their maybe they did their job well in the past but now i mean just give space for people exactly. like this to come in honestly so
1: know, and, and and talking about undi la i also want to bring forward another question why isn't there an age limit for politicians we yeah. have retirement age we have retirement yeah. age you know yeah, Bridget, age, why I, is I there no age long. limit for politicians yeah. what is going on what why does a retirement age extend to politician? If you can be a politician at the age of 100, like, hello, you are of a different, a different, I don't know, a, a it's whole a different different
0: millennium altogether. It's a different century
1: already. Oh my God. Yes, yes, that's the word I was looking for. Not millennium, century, a whole different century altogether. So you cannot come and tell us that, you know, uh, uh, the youths are too young. Undi 18 is so important. And I'm so angry that, you know, it is still, uh, it is still hanging in the balance and, and mm. we need to fight for it. People, youth at the age of 18, I I, I salute Shait Sadiq, you know, I really think this is so important and people really shouldn't go back on your word, yeah. you know. Uh, don't be afraid lah, if you're doing such a good job, then people will vote for you, Ma. you'll win at a bigger majority, kan? Yeah, Why are yeah. you so afraid to let the younger people come and vote? Their vote counts, it's important. So yeah I'm all for only 18 I mean hello when i read that people are you know uh, they, they can justify the fact that young children 10 years old 11 years old 15 years old can get married
0: yeah. you know and have children and mm-hmm. why the hell can they vote la? like seriously can't... I mean child marriages is the most serious issue but no one no one you know, yeah. no one is bothered to actually increase the age limit or anything no one is bothered to do that but then Apparently, when it comes to voting, uh, yes, you have a
1: lot of stories.
0: You know, I I see very
1: young people creating their own businesses, young children actually being able to write their own books. Children today are so much more smarter. I don't know, maybe it's in the food, maybe it's in the parenting, but you know, they're just so much smarter than than what we were in the past. So, Mm. I am very sure at the age of 18, everybody has the presence of mind to go and vote. Definitely. So this is something that you know uh we we should encourage and we should allow for it. And I hope that you know uh the new government, you know, uh, would actually take this seriously and not try to sweep it under the carpet like I mean like else. when
0: they try to sweep it under the carpet, they're they just lo- losing the trust of youths like us. And then you know, it yes. that gets us thinking, okay. should we really invest okay. our time in thinking about Malaysian politics? And I think that creates yeah. bigger problems. So That's I don't think they remember that. they think about that, yeah.
1: Uh, I would say that in the past, la, long, long time ago, you know, once upon a time in La La Land, the people who were voting were our grandparents and our parents. That is a whole different era that doesn't exist anymore. I mean, my grandparents are not alive anymore, mm-hmm. you know. Mm. So uh maybe my parents are, but you know it's it's a very it's it's a it's a generation, it's an era, but you have younger people, the millennials, those in the thirties. Yeah, they are the ones who live through
0: life, you know. Now yes, you don't let me no, you don't let me yeah, vote, but I'm 21 yeah, yeah, yeah. years old. So I'm the one who's gonna live my life. And I still can't vote yet because yeah. I'm waiting for my birthday. So like it's so frustrating. Yeah.
1: Mm. yeah. So the thing is we are going to see a surge of people who are the intelligent ones going out and voting you know so this is what is frightening them I would say frightening them I think the government's not ready for
0: that I guess that's why they're scared that's the that's why they
1: they still think that you know they can run it using the votes of our grandparents who sorry unfortunately Mm -hmm. they're not alive anymore you know Mm -hmm. so yeah So So, they're just trying to use
0: bad old mentalities and all, you know, just trying to sweep this kind of new revolutions under the carpet, that's what what it seems like, love, you know, from a perspective of someone like me, from a youth like me, that's what it seems like, (laughs) honestly. Very Hmm. true. Okay, so... Ooh. Last question. I am actually very curious, and I'm choosing, contemplating between these two questions. Which question should I ask you? Or maybe I should okay. just ask you two, and then in case, like, let's say, this, if let's say this okay, podcast sure. is a bit too long, I'll just edit out some oh. other parts. So yeah, I want to. I really want to ask you both of these questions. Okay. Um, mm. the first question would be, if you can speak okay. to a political leader today. You can choose mm. any, okay? Mm. What would you say to him? It could be any leader. I really hope you choose a certain leader, but honestly, it could be any. Uh, I'm not going to influence
1: the okay, answers. I, I uh, would like to talk to someone who is relevant and who is making sense because I cannot talk to someone who is living in the past. Okay, and, you, you know, can I pick a name. You can just as
0: tell as any leaders today. So, like in today's cabinet yeah, or something.
1: Yeah, I, I have one. Um, I would like to speak to Sheikh Sadiq okay. because uh, I would like to tell him thank you. And I would like to tell him that, uh, you know, I'm very happy with what he's doing to Mal- for Malaysia. I'm happy mm-hmm. with the revolution he's bringing towards Malaysia. Mm-hmm. And I would say, you know, keep doing it. Don't give up because I know it can be very difficult to, you know, hold on and, and you know, continue something like this when when you don't have the support of people who are supposed to be supporting you kind of yep. thing. But we people at the ground level here, we can actually see you and we can see what you're doing. the country so I would say that I would like to talk to Shaitzadeh again because I cannot go and change the mind of someone who is a boomer sorry but you know that's what they are I cannot go and change the mind of a boomer but I can talk to a relevant leader we might even not be able to see we might we might disagree on certain things you know but he's making sense and I think it's important to talk to someone who
0: makes sense yeah to make sense yeah it sounds so simple right just someone who makes sense someone who makes sense exactly okay and then the last question would be um tell Mm -hmm. us a message to your fellow malaysians in your mother tongue although (laughs) i would probably need your help in translation in case i don't understand or i got the translations wrong so yeah in your mother
1: tongue Uh, don't lose hope okay so yeah, wow.
0: that, that I, I think I, I expected A longer one And you just said Don't lose hope But actually <laughs> that is so true That's what we need I think Not to lose yes, hope Because yes. sometimes of us Are just driving crazy You know <laughs> With all yeah, these I things Going on
1: A lot of people Who are losing So much of hope You know mm. Like I mean I I'm already la. losing hope <laughs> yeah. So I would say uh, This is something I would say You know uh, Malaysia is very strong la. Malaysia is strong She will survive Malaysia is a woman Yeah Mm. that that is something I have uh, you know a long time ago because you know she she keeps being uh, put on there's so much of she goes through so much of pain so she's definitely a woman lah you know Malicia is very strong and she will survive and evolve and become better and, okay. and don't worry don't lose hope because you know at the end of the day uh, karma is a real thing so you know what goes around comes around lah. that's something I believe in lah mm. so don't worry too much about it yeah, we talked her. about karma. You just
0: made, you just sounded a bit like my parents. <laughs> 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 but I guess it is true, lah. Like, at the end of the day, what goes around comes around. And yeah, yeah instead of worrying so much of what will come around for those irresponsible people, let's just hope for the best. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the best way to actually end this episode. Thank you so much, Kima. I learned a lot from you. Actually, I really enjoyed this conversation. <laughs>